Yeah, I'm a little bit late. Give me a few minutes here. Okay. Sorry that I'm a little bit late. I had some company. I have some company. I lost track of the time. I just want to find the verse, today's verse. I'm almost there. Okay, reading from the Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Chapter 5, text 20. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Si Parikshit Uvacha. Iti Pagayam Rasanam Munir Nijam. Ashikshayam madhava kirti lampatam aho pravittasi mahatva varnane prabhor apita svapradai vadasyatam. Sri Prakshit said, while singing enthusiastically in this way, the sage instructed his own tongue, which was greedy to chant the glories of Lord Madhava. O you, are too oh you are too busy talking about the greatest <clears throat> greatness of our master to stop that tongue he then seized it with his teeth in jest narada chastised his tongue for misbehaving his tongue was sincerely relishing the pleasure of glorifying the moon born from the ocean of the madhu dynasty but there was little hope to accomplish much by this attempt, Brahma with his four tongues and Ananta with his thousands had failed to fully describe the glories of Sri Madhava. How then could Narada, one insignificant tongue, be so impudent as to try? Om Jnana Timarandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmalatam Yena Tazmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Vansha Kalpa Tarubhyascha 
कृपा सिंधु भये बचा पतितानम भावने भ्यो वैष्णवे भ्यो नमो नमः श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद सियाद्वैत गदाधार श्रीवास आदि गौर भक्त वृंदा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे सो ग्रीटिंग्स फ्रॉम गोविंदन आई हैव एन ऑडियंस टुडे Parmananda and Kana. In my ashram in Govardhan, Kana, you know what I thought I'd name the ashram? The Govardhan Hilton. <laughs> I'm good at branding. I told you that. It's like my thing. Um, yeah, and. Uh, so nice we had such a wonderful what a wonderful retreat we had yeah the last day going to barsana with our hearts open because our hearts and this was discussed on the retreat are what we are our hearts we we are we're ashraya and vishai Vishai, Vishai, Vishaya. God is the object of love, the beloved. We're the subject of love, the lover. And I made that point that God's pleasure is Ladini Shakti, the essence of which is Krishna Prema, love of Krishna. That's God's pleasure. But where does that pleasure come from? Love comes from outside yourself. So God, there's nothing outside of God, but with in God there has to be something outside of Him, and that's us. And what is our purpose? Our purpose is to give love. That's the ultimate reality: is love, not in a sentimental way, but in a deep philosophical way. Rasa vai saha, He is that love. That's what the ultimate reality is. It's love, and that's what. The Asadev saw when he went into trance before he wrote the Bhagavatam, when his guru told me told him he hadn't sufficiently glorified Krishna, and then there's that verse I quoted many times, Bhakti Yogena Manasi. He engaged his mind in Bhakti Yoga, Samyak Pranayate Malay without any distraction, Apashyat Purusham Purnam, and then he saw God. Maya chitat apasyam, and his energies under his control. But he also saw the internal potency. So what he saw is the ultimate reality is God exchanging with his energies, and we're part of that. And that's ultimately the tenth canto. God's exchanging with his energies for for the purpose of, of love. So that's so that's. Our purpose, and I, I think my experience is, Boris Jumper Blue said, "We don't come to the Holy Dom so that we can 
appreciate the Dom, but we come because the people are. And I find that here. I find within Prabhupada's mission, not outside, but also outside, I find people who's, who've really have cultivated Krishna consciousness in such a deep way. And they have that love in their heart. And to exchange with them, the dati pritagrinati, huyamayachi prichati, bhunte bhopiyatechava, the loving exchanges of, of, uh, of inquiring and explaining and giving and accepting gifts and giving prasadam and sharing prasadam. It's conduits to hearts. We're here to fill our hearts with that love. And only that love, prema pumartha mahan, artha, the value, the goal, the maha goal, is prema, is to have love. We all know that. That's what we're seeking. There's no person that can be happy with things without love. The person can be happy with love without things. <laughs> so we know that. But we're not, but people don't know that that's an ultimate reality that we can have. So here it's just so wonderful. And then there's the, I'm, I'm facing Govardhan Hill right now. And uh, an abode of love. And uh, yeah, and, and 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 that's what this Rasa Shastra is. Rasa Shastra means that everything is an expression of love. And that by hearing it, you will appreciate it, and that same love will come to your heart. So, and therefore, uh, I'm just going to say something else, because Pramananda is here, we're just talking, is... Uh, my godbrother Rabindra Sharu Prabhu, who lived upstate New York, so many of you may know him. I was just reflecting, you know, he's he's ill. And, and it's coming by Krishna to make an arrangement to bring him to Mayapur to spend the rest of his life. In other words, there's no more worries. <laughs> it's like nothing to worry about now, right? We don't know where we'll wind up in what situation. He knows, him and his wife. They'll be in Mayapur. Odarya Dam, the land of magnanimity. And then I was reflecting with Parmananda. It's like, it's not for everyone because not everybody can have that level of faith. It's very extraordinary to have that level of faith. And what is faith? Faith, one level of faith is, is that by serving Krishna, everything will be taken care of. But most people can't live on that level because they're not Brahminical. One time I asked some sadhu about Van Ashram. He said, a Brahmin has complete faith. Complete faith. And therefore, a Brahmin, he doesn't have a job. He just depends on Krishna. He teaches. He doesn't ask for money. He has complete faith. 
a Kshatriya has le le a little less faith. A Kshatriya has to have some land. Otherwise, he can't be peaceful. A Vaisha has le less faith. He has to cheat. And a Sudra, he has to have a master. Otherwise, he's not secure. So Rabindra Prabhu was a perfect Brahmin. He had complete faith. His whole life in devotional service, complete faith. It cannot be imitated. <laughs> but you see what the result is at the end. I'm not suggesting we don't make retirement funds, we don't make plans, but I'm just pointing out at the end, he's in, he'll be in Mayapur with a nice place to stay and someone to take care of him. <laughs> Krishna reciprocates with his devotees. So it's a nice, a nice example to kind of, nice example to see and to, to reflect on. One time they asked Rabindra Sri Prabhu, why don't you take sannyas? He says, because I want to live a renounced life. <laughs> he had great one-liners. <laughs> So renounced he lives, so simple he lives, so dependent on Krishna. And Krishna is God, and that's the, what it means. That's faith. He protects his devotees. That's faith. He maintains his devotees. So just reflecting on that. Now here in the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, It really, you know, when I'm when I when I'm reflecting on the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, my real meditation and its really appreciation is this genius of Sanatana Goswami. Because I gave that, that that seminar in Puri, the mission of Sri Chaitanya, the genius of Sanatana Goswami in presenting it. And as I'm reading it, I'm just seeing in, in so many ways the genius of his communi communicative skills, the genius of his realization. And what's happening now, and I explained this before, is there's an objective. And it's the same Bhagavatam. That we should hear the truth and we should understand that it's the truth. Hearing something doesn't mean understanding it. Does it hear, hear, hearing those things doesn't mean that we're perceiving it. It requires the mind. And we have to be I mentioned before there are three factors to actually perceive something you have to understand it you have to be attentive to it you have to understand it you have to have the right attitude towards it so the Bhagavatam fixes you up so that when you hear about the highest truth, you can understand it. You can actually you can actually perceive it when you hear it. Why can you perceive it? 
because you can mm-hmm. understand it. I, I gave an example, like I, I, I because maybe they haven't heard this before, that if you take a pair of cartels to the North Pole, you show an Eskimo, a group of Eskimos, they'll start laughing and they'll say, fool, why does he have earmuffs that are metal? So is he perceiving a musical instrument if he's not understanding it? And, and, the, and the right attitude towards it, right? Look at the attitudes, you cop, cop in an attitude, man. You have an attitude, just like prejudice, right? If you have an attitude of hate towards a particular group of people, are you able to perceive the individual? We can see it's so amazing that prejudice is is growing in the world today rather than getting less. As more and more it's become fashionable to um, judge people by the class that they're in, by their particular external identity. And then you don't, do you understand the person if you, you prejudge them by something external, by their race or by their gender? You actually perceive them? So all these prejudices are there and then you hear the Bhagavatam and, and, and it wants you, because what's going to be presented is this shape of devotion that's considered the highest, that has two conceptions of it, which are expressions of love, which in the world are the expressions of passion and ignorance, because the highest love of Srimati Radharani is going to be explained as something at least externally looking erotic and externally looking despondent but it's actually born from the highest love. So the Bhagavatam, it's so nicely constructed. And the and again, I'm making the same point here. I'm going to get into the verse today, but that the Bhagavatam is more a message than the story. Because we say Prabhupada's purports of the Bhagavatam. But he makes it contemporary. He makes us understand. So the real Bhagavatam is the message, not particularly the story. Just like you give a Bhagavatam class, you may tell a contemporary story to illustrate the point. But you, what are you doing? You're, you're communicating the Bhagavatam. We know the Bhagavatam began in, began in four verses and then it was expanded. So, um, so the Brihad Bhagavatam, this is his genius. It's, it's the genius is, it's also, it's the genius of Maharaj Prickett when his mother comes at the end of his life and says, please summarize what you learned. So he couldn't put it in the same shape because he heard it in seven days. So he had to put it in, in maybe a half a day. So he had, to, he had to give the same thing, but in a condensed form. Um, yeah. And, 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 and And not only in a condensed form, what the Priyad Bhagavatamrita is, it's not only the Bhagavatam, but it's the depth of realization of the conclusion of the Bhagavatam. Because Radharani's name is not even mentioned. 
It's only mentioned indirectly. Aniya radito nunam bhagavan hanir ishvara. So somehow, and this is Lord Chaitanya's mission, because what, what is Sanatana Goswami asked to do? He's asked to give samarpiyatam unatojvala rasam. He's supposed to give unatojvala rasam, the, the ujvala ras. Ujvala means brilliant. This relationship of, of this love of Srimati Radharani for Krishna, swabhakti swim. He's supposed to give Lord Chaitanya's swabhakti swim, his own beautiful love. That's what Lord Chaitanya wants to give to the world. His love. And what is his love? His love is Krishna taking the form of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to relish his own form and his ecstatic love and give that experience to the world. And that's really the ultimate conclusion of the Bhagavatam. And, and that's the ultimate conclusion of the Brihat Bhagavatam Rita. And a frame of reference has to be developed to be able to understand it. And it's not the, our mundane frame of reference where eroticism is only born out of lust and despondency is only born out of ignorance. It's a frame of reference where the romantic feelings are born simply for the pleasure of Krishna. There's not a tinge of desire for oneself. And the feelings of despondency are born out of a deep love for Krishna. And somehow they're beyond duality. They're also ecstatic love. So we have to see devotion in so many different shapes of intimacy. We have to become professors of devotion. And now we have to become professors of devotion. We have to become relishers of devotion so that we actually come to the ultimate realization. We immediately see devotion because that's what our attraction is for. So we immediately see devotion. We immediately understand devotion. We immediately feel devotion. And Sanatana Goswami, he has to give us that frame of reference and this is the book to do it. And one way we see it is in the personality of Narada himself. He's enthusiastic. He knows that the most important thing is sadhu sangha. That's the most important thing in devotional service. Everything else is based on sadhu sangha. The holy name is based on sadhu sangha. The holy dham is based on sadhu sangha. Worship of the deities is based on sadhu sangha. Hearing the Bhagavatam is based on sadhu sangha. So we see Narada through the whole book giving us this key. Search for sadhu sangha. Be enthusiastic for sadhu sangha. And look how enthusiastic he is. Every time he hears about a devotee, he flies there in ecstasy. 
and we see we see he has enthusiasm he has faith because faith is the engine of our spiritual direction faith is our trust in our objective but shraddha is faith in the spiritual objective as the highest manifestation of the soul and 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 we see how that drives one. And that's what an advanced devotee is. They're seeking sadhu sangha. Actually, I'm so happy here in Govardhan. I have one regret that I decided to leave in March. If I hadn't made any plans, I'd stay here longer. I wouldn't go to Columbia. I, would, I just I wouldn't go. I would just stay here a little bit longer get my air conditioner fixed and stay. Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastra Hoy, Lava Matra, Sadhu Sangha. Lava Matra, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva City Hoy. Just some association with sadhus and the gems of their realizations. They've saw something, they've experienced something, they can communicate it to you. So this is, I think the first thing that we're learning in this particular story is, is Narada. He wants that because that's where you can get it. And he's humble. He's not searching to dominate the world. He's, he's searching to serve the world, beginning with the sadhus. His faith is different than ours. Our faith is to control and enjoy. His faith is to, is to glorify and serve. This, this itchadvesha samutena, these material qualities, desire and hate. So we see... He's enthusiastic, it's due to his faith, and he has absolutely no envy. And every single person he goes to has the same qualities. No matter what shape bhakti is in, there's faith, there's enthusiasm, and there's no envy. And there's, there's anya, bilashi, tash, gunyam, I'll tell now a confidential story. It's very confidential. But it's, no, it's not going to be confidential after now. Tamal Krishna Maharaj, when he was in Mumbai, he was fighting for Prabhupada because Prabhupada's older son sued for ISKCON because the Indian law is that the property of the father belongs to the son with one exception if the father took sannyas. But the lawyer whom I met and I went to his house with Prabhupada when Prabhupada did a program at this lawyer's house I went there 
he screwed up the document. So to prove that Prabhupada took sannyas, you had to get the testimony of the person who performed the fire yagya when Prabhupada took sannyas. Who was that? Narayan Maharaj. So Narayan Maharaj was kind enough to go to Mumbai for a month and go to the courts. And I always tell this story. And he was watching Tamal Krishnamaraj on the stand, fighting for Prabhupada. You can imagine how tough it is to cross-examine Tamal Krishnamaraj. And then I told this story that in the during worship of the deities, Tamal Krishnamaraj would only be staying in front of Sita Ram Lakshman Hanuman. Some of you heard this story, but if you haven't, and the Raya Maharaj, of course, was, you know, Brijbasi, Radharasa Bihari. So he couldn't understand why Tamal Krishnamaraj was in front of Radharasa Bihari, Sita Ram. So he says, why are you worshipping Ram? Tamal Krishnamaraj says, I'm not worshipping Ram. He says, I, you're in front of the deities. He says, I'm not worshipping Ram. I'm worshipping the weapons of Ram. In the court case. And then the Raya Maharaj said, <laughs> I learned Guru Nishna from Tamal Krishnamaraj. But anyway, Tamal Krishnamaraj was there, so he's getting association with Narayan Maharaj. He's, he was getting association with Narayan Maharaj. So he was writing a book on Brahma Samhita. So he would go every day and he would discuss with Narayan Maharaj. So when Tamal Krishnamaraj came back to Vrindavan, he told us it was great. I was meeting with Narayan Maharaj and we were discussing, you know, Shastra like this. So me and Borijang said, well, why don't we go? And at that time, Narayan Marge was, you know, there's no one there, right? So I went with Borijang. At that time, he didn't speak English. So we said, you know, can you teach us something? So he said, what? We said, Jaiva Dharma. We didn't even know what the book was. <laughs> We heard it was cool. And he looked at us and he said, so you want to understand Raghunuga Bhakti? Anya bilashita shunyam. Anya bilashita shunyam. No desires. <laughs> no other desire. Anya bilashita shunyam. Gana karmajinavritam. No other desire, not covered by karma or gan. Anukulyena Krishna Anu Shilana, and the prime characteristic, Anukulyena, favorable. You want to do what's pleasing to God. Krishna Anu Shilana, and therefore your activities, Anu Shilana. Shilana means your activities, your mind, your body, your words. Uh,
Karmana manasa, karmana your work, manasa your mind, giri your words. Favorable for Krishna. We said, no, 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 we just wanted to study Jaiva Dharma. He said, okay, come back on Tuesday. He said, chapter 23, Raspachar. <laughs> and ya bilashitashanya. So these characteristics. And isn't that love? What Jiva Goswami says is that happiness is when you find the happiness in another. That's the faith of the spiritual world. That's the faith of the spiritual world. The faith of the material world is to be the center. The faith of the spiritual world is to serve the center and really have faith in that. Really have faith that that's what happiness is. So Nard is on his search and Hanuman points to the Pandavas because Hanuman is his service of Hanuman, but he points to the Pandavas because they have a more, they have a more intimate relationship. They have a more intimate relationship with God. Very close, like friends and helpers and so many things. So he's so enthusiastic. And he goes to that assembly and Yudhisthir, Yudhisthir is in the assembly, he's the king. And they're making plans how to bring Krishna back to Hastinapur. That's what the assembly is how to bring Krishna back to Hastinapur. And then they see Narada and they want to worship him, but Narada grabs their paraphernalia from them for the worship, begins to worship them. And then Narada, he's glorifying them because Krishna lived with them. And Krishna is the fullest revelation of God. They make this a person is his love, which is, like you're like you're a son, you're a father, you know, there's different relations. That's who you are, right? Right? You're a father, right? That these are the things that really are you're your friend to Raghunath, your father to Kana. This is who you are. And it can't be understood unless a person has a relationship with you. They don't know that part of you. Like he knows that part of you, and your friends know that part of you. Your fans don't. Fans just go, eh, no service, just eh. So, but that full revelation is Krishna. And then Narada begins to glorify them as the topmost recipient of God's mercy because God is there revealing himself in so many intimate ways that they're experiencing. So they're experiencing more of God, they're experiencing more of God's love. Even though everybody's satisfied with their own relationship. And 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 he keeps on he he goes spontaneous. He just thought, because it's such a pleasure. There's no difference between your level of bhakti and your desire to glorify Krishna. And there's no difference between your bhakti and your glorification of Krishna. 
So if one has bhakti, it's being expressed in kirtan always. So he's glorifying and glorifying, and he's glorifying Krishna. And this is also a genius of his technique, because what's going to happen now, he's glorifying Krishna because they have Krishna, such a full revelation of God, who's showing his friendship to them and showing his intimate side to them. And, and, and their love is so deep and so forceful that Krishna becomes inspired to serve them, which means become their servant. They be, Krishna becomes controlled by them, and that's such a glory. Because it means that Krishna wants to serve these devotees in an intimate way. So he's just going on and on and on. And what's brilliant, what, what, what's how the story goes, is it's going to happen here. Narada is just telling his tongue, stop. It's almost, he, he can't, it's, it's spontaneous. It's, when it's spontaneous, it means it's not, it's harder to stop because it's not from the intellect. It's just completely from the heart pouring out. It's like an addict. <laughs> this is not good for me, so I will no longer take heroin. It doesn't work. And same thing with this bhakti. It flows. It can't be stopped. Apratiyata, like the river to the sea. You can't put boulders before it. It just goes up and around and over. So he's saying this with his tongue. He, he, that it's just so much glory. He, he, he's almost like he feels he's lost control. He can't stop it. And the interesting part, what's going to happen is finally you'll see what happened. He's going to tell his tongue. You know, this is impossible to glorify Krishna. Lord Brahma, maybe that's the next verse. Oh, maybe it was in the purport. Um, Lord Brahma with his four heads and Lord Shiva and Ananta Sesha, no one can sufficiently glorify God because the definition of God is he has no limits. His glories are always expanding. And it's reasonable that there's no end to God's glories because you can't, you can't limit God. So why should you limit his glories? Just like Krishna is in Vrindavan and every day there's a new forest. Every single day there's a new forest a new forest to explore, a new forest to enjoy. A poor Vita. Every time you see Krishna, it's unprecedented because he's increasing in his beauty. Does Krishna need our love? I thought about this. This I was meditating the other day. Does Krishna need our love? Why are we serving Krishna? Are we actually giving Krishna more pleasure by serving him? Yes. Why? Because Krishna enjoys love, so he can enjoy our love. And it adds to his pleasure, even though his pleasure is unlimited. But if his pleasure was not, if his pleasure was unlimited, then how can that, then how can it limit the pleasure we give to Krishna? Does that make sense? If Krishna's love is unlimited, then how can it limit the pleasure that we can give Krishna? So we actually can give Krishna pleasure.
Does that mean Krishna is not? Does that mean Krishna is not full? No, that's how Krishna is full. That his love is always increasing, and he's relishing the increase the increase of his love coming from the hearts of his devotees, his unlimited ladini shakti in their hearts. So the tongue can glorify Krishna. No one can sufficiently glorify Krishna. He said, stop. And then he comes to the conclusion, it's even better to glorify the devotees. <laughs> I don't know if it's history or literary, but it's so beautiful. You can better glorify. And then he goes in to glorifying all the Pandavas so that you see the love of those devotees who've attracted God to manifest himself as Krishna. So he stops his tongue and he bites his tongue. Not off, but not hurting, but he bites his tongue. Stop. Stop. And now it is, it's not, the tongue is not just talking, it's singing. I can't imagine how much nectar is in these two syllables, Krishna. When they dance upon my tongue, I want many tongues. When it enters into the, my ears, I want en, en, many ears. And when it enters into the courtyard of my heart, the senses become inert. I can't imagine how much nectar is in these two syllables, Krishna. Rasane te mahad bhagyam etad eva yet ihitam kinchit uchar yaivaisham tapriyanam sushaktinam. Dear tongue, he then acknowledged, this effort of yours attests to your great fortune. As far as you're able, just go on speaking something about those beloved devotees of Krishna. Purport to avoid discouraging his tongue. Nardi gave it some practical advice. If you cannot adequately praise Krishna, then at least try to praise his devotees. If you cannot describe the devotees' transcendental glories, then simply describe their activities. If you cannot describe everything about those activities, then just describe something. Even if you cannot speak with full realization, speak anyway the attempt to say something will, will always be all, all auspicious. So that's what's beauty about bhakti. It's not just the result, it's the effort that's the bhakti. The result is up to Krishna. So even if, if you don't have any ability and you try, it can be pure devotion. And sometimes the best class is by someone who is very simple, doesn't have to be scholarly, but he's sincere. I remember when I first came to the temple in San Francisco and I walked in the temple and I saw Jayananda was preaching to some nuns and some, you know, people from Ukraine or something or Russia. And he was just talking like with such want to share this message with them. 
Narada proposed to his tongue, you'd be do better to glorify the Lord's devotees than glorify the Lord. Although the greatness of the devotees is ultimately indescribable, the Lord's greatness has no beginning or end, defeats all attempts at analysis and classification, and cannot be fully understood even by the Lord himself. To Narada, however, the Lord's devotees appear similar to human beings. He has seen them, so his tongue should be able to describe their deeds. If his tongue offends the devotees by making false statements about them, or by distorting accounts of their activities, the devotees will easily overlook those mistakes because devotees are always compassionate to unfortunate persons. Therefore, Narada recommends glorifying the Vaishnavas as the best engagement for his tongue. My friend, before he begins his bhajan, He worships 200 Vaishnavas in his mind. All the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all the associates of Krishna, and all the contemporary devotees. And I mentioned before, it's very beautiful, those who are Swapaksha, like-minded, and Vipaksha have a different view. He worships them all. He appreciates them all. Sinarda Uvacha Mahanubhava Bhavatam Tutasmin Pratiswakamya Priyata Vishesha Bhavatsu Tasyapi Kripa Vishesho Trishtena Nieta Sakena Jivam Narada continued, O great saintly Pandavas, is anyone bold enough to let his tongue describe the unique love for Krishna that each of you has or the special mercy he bestows upon you? Feeling himself unfit, Narada indicates that only a shameless person would dare to attempt to elaborate on the greatness of each of the Pandavas. But Narada cannot stop because his tongue is reluctant to speak about anything else and refuses to remain silent. Vachavegam manasakrodavegam. Mata priteyam yadunandanasya snehardam avasanavakyamekam. Akrura Bhaktrat Pratamam Nishamya Prema Pravahai Nimamadjasadya. Your mother Prita once heard from the mouth of Akrura a single statement by Krishna, sweet with affection, and meant to console her. As soon as she heard it, she plunged into a swiftly flowing current of praying. Prema Pavaha, in a current of transcendental love, Nimamaja, she became submerged such immediately. From hearing of Yadu Nandana, 
with sneha, with sweet affection. As soon as she heard, then, then Ashvas and a consolation by that statement from his mouth by hearing. And she became submerged in a flowing current of transcendental love. She often lamented with poignant words that could shatter the hearts of anyone who heard them. She bore the burden of love for all of you, staying tied to you only because you were very dear to Lord Krishna. Okay, I think, let's see. Wow. Okay. Um, Jumanajaya probably went to her. Uh, I'm still here, Maharaj. <laughs> Three minutes, yeah. I was hanging on because I, I wanted to hear the end. I um, Just really quickly, um, I loved what you said. I wrote it down. I hope I got it right about God is, God is limitless. And so, but his limitlessness includes the fact that we can love him. I wrote down now exactly what you said. I'm not articulating well right now, but that was a mind blower that that's part of his limitlessness that we can still also give him love. I just really love that so much. Yeah, I, I, otherwise I figure you're chanting and you're trying to give God pleasure, but he's all full anyway, so what's the use, you know? But actually, no. When you think of the concept of God, you can't limit it by very definition. Either you believe in God or not. If you believe in God, there's no limit by any material laws that we know. Mm -hmm. So, so he, he, so his love also is always increasing, and he's never lacking it at the same time. Beautiful. Okay, thank thanks. you, Ryan. <laughs> hey, anybody else say hello? We'll make a comment. Uh, yeah, hi, Krishna Maharaj. Yeah, I do have a question, but uh, you know, just a couple of things about Rindasrup Prabhu. You know, yeah. well, for one thing, that one time, that one liner was hilarious. But the other thing is that. You know, I did hear about his illness, and I was very grateful that you put that positive spin on it. You know, because otherwise I was just thinking, oh my God, you know, none of us are safe. You know, like such a brain could, you know, be suffering from his disease right now. I was like, but to, to think that his getting that disease was, is like Krishna's protection, you know, in the form of his being, you know, taken care of in Mayapur. So that was a nice... That's all it is. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, that's very, you know, encouraging. Very intimately. Huh? And, and taking him to Mayapur for the rest of his life. 
Otherwise, I have to worry about leaving and all the other things that you've got in the world. You know, everybody's got all their, that's it. No worries. You have no more responsibilities just to lay in the lap of Lord Chaitanya, chant Hare Krishna. That's it. It's the ultimate benediction. And it's Odaryadam. It's the land of magnanimity. Your boy jumper who told me, he said, yeah, we, we, we have to get together, but he's he's leaving soon to see him. So they're old friends. Yeah, so Maharaj, just one question, you know, um, I think you reminded me of a question I had when you were saying that Narada Muni, um, he appreciated the devotees more than um, Krishna or something like that. It was reminding me of the same point I, I was just hearing, I think earlier today, that Uddhava also was appreciating association of the gopis more than the association that he had been having with Krishna. So, you know, Krishna is our worshipable Lord. You know, how is it that we appreciate the devotees even more than the person who it's, is our it, Because it's through the devotees that Krishna is revealed. So, so mm. when you worship devotees at that level, your appreciation of Krishna increases. That's all it is. It's not a duality. Uh -huh. It's not a duality. It's just like in the Bhagavatam. I forgot when he says, now I will tell the glories of Krishna, but he tells the glories of the devotees right at the beginning. Because the devotee is just focused on Krishna. The pure devotee is just focused intensely on Krishna. Mm -hmm. so as soon as you associate Srinvata Swakata Krishna, no. By serving the devotees, it's very purifying. It's great. Yeah, because the devotees are always talking about Krishna. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and well, he's saying also it's in the purport. It's, it, it seems more accessible. It's how we, it's how we serve Krishna. Okay, thank you, Maharaj. Okay, anybody else say hello quickly? Hare Krishna, Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. Back home, huh? I'm here. You look so happy at Govardhan right now. <laughs> well, that's only because I shaved. <laughs> I had that long beard until like yesterday. I didn't have any time to shave. And it's so funny. It's so funny. Son, they asked me. They asked they Lila asked Lila 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 Lila. Lila. They asked Lila Lila Lila. Somebody. Someone. Everybody got a mute. Um, they asked Lila Varshana's son what was her highlight. And and she, he said, she said, because she she came to Mongol Arctic at my place without the mother. She's five and a half. She came with other devotees. She said, dancing and chanting with that old man. <laughs> <laughs> so Leela Varshana came to me and um, 
came to me and told me that. I can use, she used a Russian word. I said, what do you mean? She says, old man. And the kid was sitting in the corner and he went. <laughs> but what I, what I liked about the child, you know, I just saw this thing how in 2016 or this particular time, college is tanked. And now their reputation is like ruined. It's it's like overnight, it's practically ruined universities. Because their purpose has become different than educating people. It's indoctrinating people mostly, you know, in many ways. But but the thing is, what 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 changed is it says at that moment, the generation Gen Z came to school. And what it described about that generation is that it asked the people in the audience, like when I was young, my mother just opened the door and let me out. And it was before the age of six. Because at the age of six, I moved from Bensonhurst to Canarsie. So before the age of six, I remember you just go outside and play. And these psychologists would describe it. He did all kinds of studies that that's how the mind develops. And I, I, he just described it. I, I, I can't go into it now, but what I liked with, with her child is that it, the child had a lot of freedom. And it's kind of so healthy. And he, he sat, she sat quietly for like 16 classes. It's really nice. Anyway, okay, anybody else like to say hello? Hi, Krishna Gurudev. Jai Shri Radhe. Thank you so much for the class. And I thank really you, liked you. when you said that phrase about happiness in another. It's like very short explanation of goal of life. <laughs> I would say, I that's say that's true. true. But when, when I speak to you, you, there's some there's way it hurts. I, I can hear myself. <laughs> you, you're talking... I, I can hear myself. Oh, I don't know. I don't have headphones. Probably connection. Okay, Harry Bo. Okay, thank, thank you. Hi. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Garage. Lalgovinda. And Braja, thank Thanks you for class. class. I, I sent it back. He didn't want to come back, Braja. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> we were flying. We were really we were really flying. It looked great. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. And he would come and worship my beautiful deities in the morning. And uh, and uh, the ladies from Russia really appreciated how the Jersey ladies trained their husbands. <laughs> it's quite a skill, they, right? <laughs> they all they were all sitting down and eating, and the men were running around serving, cleaning up, and it was such a nice. <laughs> he really appreciated how the, the Jersey men would post ball <laughs> and govern <laughs> And, and Jagannath Priya, who was managing, she, she was so happy because usually you have to chase people. 
She didn't have to ask them. They're so well-trained. They set up everything. They served out everything. They cleaned up everything. They put everything away. <laughs> good to hear. That's good to hear. I just want you to give me a good report. <laughs> That's great. No, it looked like a great time. It looked like a great time. Quite jealous. It was. And, and you know, Parmananda is here with Kana. Oh, nice. And, yeah. And their tour was great, too. Yeah. They came to see me today with Madhu Puri and uh, some people. They had a great tour, too. So I like that. And I'm sitting here now, and then the people are just visiting me. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's great. And we had this Orion Cook we had in 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 in, uh, in Govardhan. You just call him up and make him an order. I mean, anything. Wow, fabulous, right? So mm -hmm. it made it so easy, right? Great. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Very well. Very well. Okay. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for class. Amla here. Amla, we missed you. Uh, I miss being there. We missed you, especially in Puri. We didn't have any of the Jersey or upstate new guys in in in, in Puri. So uh, hopefully next year. Hopefully. Hopefully, okay. Uh, almost definitely, if I have my but, way. So, but but I told the story. You know, we went to that temple last year, Chitcholam, right? Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there as the guru, and you were sitting next to me. Everybody's coming, paying a basis to you. <laughs> you got you got such a better profile than that. Krishna, <laughs> you had you know you had. The real sign of advancement, the big Tulsi thing, is real so brudge. <laughs> so brudge. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Hey, anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Ishvari here. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you. Yeah. Missing you. I'll be back. Jai Shirati is going to host some program. Let's have a nice turnout. And... Can't yeah. wait. Okay, and maybe when I get back, we'll talk. We yeah. should catch okay. a lot to catch up on. Thank you. Okay, hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Good. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, Rajaradhe here. Rajaradhe, hi, Bo. Hare Krishna. When's the last time you were in Vrindavan? Uh, two years back. <laughs> oh, two years back. Okay. 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 Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Thank you very much for the class. You feel a little better with your arm now, huh? Yes, it's open now. Okay, it's great. Yeah. It's much better. It's still not perfect, but much better. Thank you. Okay, okay. Haribo. Haribo. Thank you. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Surya Radhika here. Thanks for the class. In separation from the Dom. And then cool. Yes. I read mine. I really, I really miss the dumb. I hope I, know, next I, see, I can see it in your face. Yeah. Anybody Hare. else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for class. Hare Krishna. 
We'll see you probably in Kartik, huh? I hope so. I got my passport, so oh, I you hope got your... I can come. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, we'd like to see you. It would have been great if you were there in Puri and Govardhan again, and uh, but maybe next year. Okay, anybody else? Oh, Armasaki, Haribo. Haribo, thank you for the class, Gurmara. Yeah, we should touch base soon, okay? Maybe yeah, yeah. Next, next week, send me a message and let's just catch up. Okay, okay, okay. thank you, Gurmara. I bet. Okay, Amala, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Gurudev. Hare Krishna. Haribo, nice thank to see you. Haribo. Okay, one or two more people and then I'll head out. Hi, Krishna Mama, Sri Rupa. Excited Shri to see Rupa. you. Sri Rupa. They were telling me how envious you were of everyone that was here. Yes, it was very difficult, but I tried to I tried to be happy for them. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to hear all about it from Jai Subhadra. Okay, she has a special gift for you that I sent. I don't know if she gave it to you. I haven't seen her yet, but she texted me and told me about it. Thank you so okay. much. It's very confidential. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, well. Okay, anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Madhurya Radhika here. Right. Really great class. You gave me a message. I'll have to listen to it soon. Okay. Yes. Thanks, Maharaj. Uh, Okay, Haribo. Haribo. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna sign out now. Vanchakalpa Turubhyas Chakrapa Sindhu Bayebacham.